Hey, I'm Amy. And I'm Anita. And And we're we're sisters. sisters. For the next 15 minutes, we promise four things. Wisdom, real-life experiences, some of what not to do, and lots of laughs. We aren't experts, and we can't write a prescription, but we've lived a whole lot of life. Together, we've been married a combined total of 46 years to our spouses, raised four amazing young men, and one feisty girl. Help! We love podcasts, but we couldn't find one for our season of life, so we decided to start one. You are listening to the Hot Flash Podcast. Hi! Good morning! How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing great. Here we are at episode five. Yes. It's really come quickly, don't you think? I believe it has, but that's kind of like how life happens. It kind of flies by. You're right. Yeah. It does fly by. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the day that we are recording this, my oldest son is 21. Which is crazy. 21. You have a 21-year-old. I do, too. <laughs> Which is crazy too. Which is funny because our boys were born six months apart. Exactly. Exactly on the day. To the day. To the day. Yes. So no half birthdays for for Garrett because it would have been Gabe's birthday. It's Gabe's birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. So how have you been? I've been well. Been doing good. Just making it through. It's June. It is. As we record this. As we are recording, it is June. Yeah, and summer is here, and Owen graduated last week. Yep. Woo-woo-woo! I'm officially done with all all things school school other than college. Which is, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, because they should be able to do all the things by themselves. Absolutely. You don't need to do anything. Don't I get to sign off now? (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) Pretty sure you don't, but it feels like maybe I could. That's right. Tell yourself that. Yes. Go there. Go there. Yeah, it was good. It was a good week. Awesome. Well, we are, like we said, we are back in the studio recording episode five, and we are super honored to have our first guest today on the podcast. This is in honor of her. (laughs) Wrong one. (laughs) Wrong one. <laughs> Let me try that again. Let's do it again. We are so honored to have our first guest in studio today, and this is in honor of her. <gasps> Hello, Donna Shear. Hello, ladies. Oh, How are you, Donna? Donna is amazing uh, and our first official guest on the Hot Flash podcast. I am so honored. Oh, I'm so honored. <laughs> <laughs> We've been wanting to use those buttons now for several like, weeks. Yes. <laughs> that one fits perfectly for you. It does. It's like perfect. If you do not know Donna, which some of you may who are listening to this, but many of you will not know Donna. She is a phenomenal um, woman in our life, yes. in both of our lives. Yes. And we have had the incredible honor of getting to know her over the last several years. Um, and we wanted to talk to her today because one of the things that happens we think when you get to be over 40 or one day you will be over 40 is that you can think to yourself things are smooth they are running along i have my kids out of high school yes. i can check out now not really but like yes. <laughs> fixing their own food and getting ready to get married and everything is looking beautiful and then all of a sudden out of nowhere the biggest 
unexpected curveball of life can come your way. Yes. And um, our friend Donna had that happen earlier this year. And so we, I guess, just tell us, if you will, a little bit of that story. So um, in March of this year, March 13th to be exact, um, my husband of 34 years um, committed suicide. Very unexpectedly, um, Kevin had had dealt with depression for as long as I've known him. Uh, But normally there were a lot of telltale signs. Uh, So you kind of knew what you know, kind of knew where he was at, and he was always um, really good about saying, hey, baby, I need your prayers today. Um, I'm feeling a little down. Or I could just tell, baby, what's wrong? You you look like you're just not yourself today. And he was usually pretty wide open about that. Um, but this day was different. Um, we got up. We had... Um, uh, we had a work date, uh, so we went and had coffee that morning, just chilled at this cute little coffee house in Powdersville, and then we went to the house that we were uh, working at to meet um, one of his co-workers uh, who was buying some stuff. We own a company called Caring Transitions, uh, where we do senior solutions, state sales, downsizing, blah, 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 lots, yes. of, lots of activities. It's an amazing company it for... Is. for um, needs for el- a lot of elderly is yes. who you work with. Yes, so that's kind of our mm-hmm. our uh, target. Our, yeah. That's our target. Uh, but Kevin had gone with me that morning to meet one of his co-workers because the house we were working at had a lot of building materials. Uh, so Kevin was outside. I was inside um, working on just stuff for, for the upcoming week. Um, and he, he came in and said, uh, hey, hon, I'm not feeling real good. I think I need to go home. Kevin had a problem with AFib. Uh, so he said, in his way of speaking, I feel a little AFibish, hon. I think I need to go home. So um, we got, you know, we packed up, got in the car, drove home, totally uneventful. We talked about the movie we had watched the night before. We talked about um, how fast Greenville was growing, how expensive those ridiculous apartments are down sta- downtown. Um, and we talked about lunch. I mean, it, it was you no know, big deal. Normal. Normal. So we got home. Uh, I went to the kitchen. He went to the den. He came in. He said, uh, hey, hon, I'm going to the bathroom, which, you know, he's a guy. so <laughs> They can kind of get lost there. You don't yeah. ask. You just go, okay, <laughs> okay. So he, he was in there for a few minutes, which... Again, not unusual. Right. Um, his work phone rang, and I took it to the uh, to the bathroom and uh, knocked on the door. The door was locked. We've raised three children. We have two dogs. You have to lock the door. Do You have to That's lock the door. Unusual. Didn't think a thing about it. Right. I said, hey, babe, your phone's ringing. He said, okay, lay it down, and I'll get it when I come out. Mm-hmm. When I come out. I walked back to the kitchen. Um I was just in there. It couldn't have been more than two minutes. And I heard this loud pop. Um, and the dog came bolting out of the bedroom. And I thought he had knocked something over. Um, so I walked in the bedroom. I was like, what in the world was, was that noise? And um, somewhere in the back of my mind, I knew it wasn't a normal sound. Um, I walked in. I said, hey, babe, you okay? And um, I walked a little closer. And there was... There was nothing, uh, no sound. And I said, Kevin, are 
are you okay? And about that time, I, I could smell something. Um, and I, I, I remember my pace picking up. I got to the bathroom door expecting it to be locked. He had unlocked the door. I turned the, the doorknob and opened the door, and there he laid. He had, he had shot himself. Um, there, there are no words. There are no words to describe um, how shattered, but how um, unbelievable it was. My mind could not put together what my eyes were seeing. It didn't make any sense. There was there was no there was no reason that I could think of. We you know everything was good. We you know marriage was good. We didn't have any financial problems. Business was growing. His business that he worked, his regular job was crazy. Our kids were good. Um, it just didn't make any sense. It just didn't make any sense. And um, all I could do was stand there and scream. It's just stand there and scream. Um, I walked over to see if I could feel a pulse. Um, of course, there. I, you, you just knew that he he was gone um so i ran out of the room and um i couldn't find my phone i just i i'd closed the door and i was like what i what what have i got to do what have i got and all i could say i was running through the house looking for my phone ran to the kitchen ran to the office back to the kitchen back to the bedroom and all i kept saying is oh jesus Oh, Jesus, be with me. Oh, Jesus, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay, Jesus. We're going to be okay. I don't, oh, I don't know what to do. And I finally, I don't even know where I found my phone, but I, I called 911 and, you know, they asked all the questions. Mm-hmm. What's your location? What's your emergency? And I explained to her what had happened. And she was like, is he still breathing? I said, no, he's gone. He's gone. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Um. And the next thing I knew, um, I had gone back to the bathroom. He was he was still there. It wasn't a dream. I wasn't imagining things. Um, I stood there and talked to him for a second and pulled on his shirt and tried to make him wake up. And obviously that wasn't going to happen. Um, and then I think I just kicked into survival mode I, I closed the door again because I didn't want the dogs to go in I put the dogs out on the porch I went outside and waited for the police and um, they they showed up just minutes later um, and then the next four five hours is just waiting just mm-hmm. just waiting um, lots of people coming in we had um, Greenville County, we had Simpsonville, we had um, EMS, Greenville Detectives, the um, Forensic Squad, the two coroners. I mean, it was just, and I live on a cul-de-sac. I was going to so say, your cul-de-sac was full. <laughs> you can imagine, there were people everywhere. everywhere. And all of the neighbors were out in the yard, and um, the, the police officers that were there could not have been more attentive and, and more kind mm-hmm. to me than, than they were. Mm-hmm. They were um, amazing and uh, so considerate. And um, they they kept asking if they could call somebody, but I, I didn't want anybody to see Kevin. 
right. right. Like that. I wanted I wanted that memory to be um, a good one, right. not not that. You should never see that. Um, because what we want to definitely say is that Kevin was an amazing man. He was. He, he was an was. amazing husband. He was an amazing father. He was an amazing friend. Yes. And I got the chance to know Kevin because you actually mentored me in real estate when I started. So over the past three plus years, um, I was able to know Kevin very well because I <laughs> called you on the about every night. Donna, and I'd, I would always tell him, um, okay, I'm sorry I'm calling this late, Kevin, or something. And he would always be like, you owe me a steak. So he, We're up to a cow we, Yeah, a full, probably a couple. <laughs> but we want to make sure that everybody realizes that this is, he was an amazing person. Thank you. And he loved you. you guys so much. And, and that's the reason we wanted to bring you on, because... We want your story to help other people. Kevin's, um, we believe fully that God turns beauty or ashes into beauty mm-hmm. and that this story is redeemable. Right. Um, and you've already experienced that. Yes, yes. Um, Mental illness is, is no joke. No. And I feel like if there's anything we can do to help somebody understand that uh, if your loved one is suffering, pay close attention. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're the person suffering, don't try to hide it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you need to hide. Uh, you need you need to ask for help. You need to right. be willing to accept help. Uh, God has provided a lot of help out there, um, and don't be afraid of it. Uh, because it's it's needed. It's it's needed, and you know I I am determined that Kevin's death will not be in vain. Absolutely. God will use this mm-hmm. um, to glorify Himself. Number one, and number two, to hopefully help somebody yes. um, to reach out for what they need for the help that they need. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that you just talked about was just saying that mental health is obviously very real, but yes. as in the days. And, and months after that happened, you had an opportunity to like just kind of. I think you thought back a lot uh-huh. to to like go, okay, this literally came out of nowhere. Like you said, it was such a normal day. Yes. So, could you speak to maybe some of the things that were potential red flags right. that, as you looked back, you're right. like, that actually means more than what. It, I even right, realized that. Right. Event. So in the day to day, um, in our in our business, our care and transitions business, um, Kevin did the. Uh, he was the he was the director of operations. Yes. Was what his name tag said. He was the financial officer. Yes. He did, he did everything. All those things, and I side. did the grunt work. I did yes. the. Uh, you know, I I like to sell, so I went and did all our sales calls. I like to. Uh, to help with the the hands-on. So, you know, I helped with the state sales. I would meet with the people. So I was always on the go. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Kevin had gotten 
of course, now he worked another job, and his other job was super, super busy because it's in, uh, it was in the construction industry, which we all know in this area is ridiculously Crazy. busy. So yeah. he was oh working 12, 13 hours a day. Right. Um, so he would come in, and the, and looking back, I didn't really notice it then because I think we were both just tired. Um, there were so many things that Kevin had normally been fanatical about. Um like making sure that everything was up to date, everything was was uh, paid on time, every you know all of the paperwork was in order. Um, those things had started to slip. Mm-hmm. The things that uh, always held him so interested um, were things that that looking back, I I, I know that he was right. not performing on the level that he always performed in. Right. Um, he was he was tired, but of course he was working 12, 13 hour days. Right. Um, so, you know, I didn't attribute a lot to that, but he he would withdraw sometimes. He would, um, uh, I, you know, he would stay on his phone um, watching videos or um, playing games or it was almost like that was his release to be able to just withdraw. Well, you know, I was right there in the room with him. We sat beside each other. We had coffee together every night. We had popcorn at nine o'clock every night, (laughs) come rain or come shine. That was our thing. We had our time together that we could talk and discuss things. Mm -hmm. But then after that, he would, he looking back at it, he was withdrawing more and more um, into into his own little little controlled world, um, and you know there were there were days that I would say, "Hey, babe, when you left the house this morning, you wasn't quite yourself," and he'd say, "Yeah, I'm kind of in a funk. Would you pray for me?" Um, but for the most part, that that couple of weeks before that, it was normal. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I didn't, I did not see it coming. It yeah. absolutely blindsided me. So, um, you know, just just be attentive. Uh, my son, uh, at his dad's funeral at the eulogy, uh, he he gave the sweetest eulogy for his dad. But at the end, he said, um, "Take this as you know something. Ask the people around you. Ask." your your friends and your loved ones are you okay but the bigger part of that is if somebody asks you that have the courage to be honest and if you're not okay it's okay to tell your loved one or your friend that's asking honesty carries so much more than trying to hide stuff and you know you can't you can't have help for your situation if you're not willing to to be open and honest regardless of how embarrassed you may be and there's such a social stigma around um, mental illness and we we've got to get to the point that people who suffer in silence with uh, anxiety or depression or suicidal thoughts we've got to get to the point that it's okay for them to reach out and, and say this is what i'm dealing with absolutely that's yeah. so true. I think one of the things, too, that people struggle with with that is mm-hmm. that we live in such a busy world, mm-hmm. and we also live in social media world where everybody looks okay. Right. So you don't 
you know, you assume that if you're struggling, that you are the only one. And again, that was one of the reasons that Amy and I wanted to do Mm -hmm. this hot flash podcast, because we want to encourage people that you're not alone. Well, that whole social media thing is, it's just a lie from the pit. It's a, it's, it's uh, we put our best foot forward. Right. So everybody it struggles with something. Yes. That right. um, and if we were all honest, our Facebook pages would look very different. <laughs> so true. <laughs> very so different. True. Yes. Oh, that is so true. Yeah. Filters would not exist. No. Filters would not exist. But that the, is right. the the thing um, I think that I want people to understand about our story is. Um, God knew when Kevin was going to go home the day he was born. Mm-hmm. It did not catch God off guard. He knew, and he was right there when it happened. Right. Um, so I, I want people to understand and to know that even when a tragedy like this comes into your life, that tragedy can be turned into... Um, something that's not so tragic it can be turned into a story that's helpful uh that that can reach other people and that's where i want our story to be i want it to be a catalyst for change i want it to be um god glorifying and people to understand that jesus um even when these things take place in a Christian man who has such a tremendous outreach and testimony with people can suffer to the point that he takes his own life, none of us are above anything. So I want people to understand that Jesus is there. The Word of God is there for us to stand on. Um, And it's there to to help us. It's it's there to, to... to carry us when we need to be carried. And uh, I can't speak enough to that. Um, I made a, a couple of, I made a couple of bullet points. Please. Yes. Uh, just points. a couple of things. The first one is I, I want people to understand you have to make a decision who you're going to run to in the time of tragedy before mm. it happens. That's mm. good. Before and it happens. Before it happens. Yes. You you can't wait till something like this, some kind of unexpected hits your life and then go, Oh What am I gonna where do? Where am I gonna go now? Right. What am I gonna do? You have to know that beforehand and commit yourself wholeheartedly to that. Um, I know that my relationship with God, um, oddly enough was one of the first things that that came to mind. That was the first name mm-hmm. I wanted to speak out because I already had that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I faced adversity before, and I know that God's faithfulness had always carried me through. I've never faced anything like this. I've never felt this level of, of heartbreak or um, this level of shock or surprise. But uh, God knew it was coming, mm-hmm. and he... Uh, he knew it beforehand and praise Jesus. I already had that in my mind. I knew where I needed to run to mm. in that moment. And you, and I hope this is um, not too much information. I hope this wouldn't be too revealing. But one of the things that you always do is have praise music on in your house. I do. I do. Um, because where there is praise, the, the enemy, devil, the enemy cannot right. be. Um, and... Would you mind saying what song was on? 
when that was that bullet point two? That was coming from bullet point oh number gosh, two. That's the best leading. What a great segue. What a great segue. So um, the after um, all the police got to the house and um, I was sitting on the couch in unbelievable silence. I mean, that was deafening silence. Um, there was one police officer standing outside the bedroom door, um, and I was just sitting there, and I and I said, Alexa, play praise and worship. And the first song that came on, y'all, I can't even say, if Jesus himself had sat down on the couch beside me and sang this in my ear, it would not have been any more poignant than it was. I mean, it was the perfect words from a, a loving Savior to me. And it was the song, Just Be Held by Casting Crowns. Mm. And if I can get through it, um, some of the, it starts out, hold it all together. Everybody needs you strong. I've got three kids. Yeah. They needed me to be strong. Um, but, but life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on. So when you're on your knees, going to the verse, uh, the chorus. <laughs> so when you're on your knees and answers seem so far away, you're not alone. Stop holding on and just be held. Your world's not falling apart. It's falling into place. I'm on the throne. Stop holding on and just be held. And then verse 2 is, If your eyes are on the storm, you'll wonder if I love you still. But if your eyes are on the cross, you'll know I always have and I always will. Not a tear is wasted. In time, you'll understand a painting beauty with the ashes. Your life is in my hands. It could have it, been any perfect. It any doesn't perfect. get any more perfect than what that was. And you know, for days and days, I couldn't remember what the song was. I just remember sitting on the couch. That was the release I needed to actually cry. Mm. And I was, I just was sitting on the couch singing this song with my hands lifted. That poor police officer was probably thinking, <laughs> what is this woman doing? But um, that was, that was the beginning of restoration. Mm. I didn't see it right in that second. Right. I didn't see it in the next week, two or three weeks later. <laughs> I, it, I was just rehashing and rehashing and rehashing. And that is... Uh, that it, it I, I actually went back to my house. Um, I stayed at my daughter's for a month. Mm -hmm. uh, we had to have the house Fixed. reconstructed, so to speak. <laughs> um, and I went home one day to get something, and um, that song came on Alexa, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's it! That's the song! That's the song!" I had to go write it down right then because it it ministered to me all over again. Mm -hmm. um, so if we can learn that God is always, always speaking to us, yes. always speaking to us, he's always willing to say just what we need. Um, he may speak it through a song. He may right. speak it through a scripture um, or another person. All right. of y'all just rallied around me and said the most incredible things over the next days and weeks and months now. Um that's such an encouragement, but I know that God was speaking through friends like y'all. Um, so he can even speak to, to us just through nature. Yes. We yes. 
uh, our job is to always be watching and listening mm-hmm. and being able to recognize his voice. That's why you have to do step one where you, you know him. You know him. You that's already right. make that decision yeah, before so you get cool. there. So, yeah, that, that song, that really ministered. Um, and then a, a little while later, um, like I said, we were there for several hours. Um, my poor little dogs were freaking out because they're inside dogs and they don't like being outside. <laughs> and they were outside and lots of people were in the house yeah. and they they were they didn't, they didn't understand. Right. So uh, toward the when everything was was wrapping up, I, I went outside. I got the dogs. I took them to the office, my home office, and closed the door and. I sat down at my desk, and I've I've been working um, on a Bible study curriculum, and I had written on a sticky note a couple of days before because it was a verse I wanted to take a better look at um, Mm -hmm. to dig into a little deeper, and it was sticking on my computer. And I sat down, and that sticky note went from being, you know, post-it size to being, like, ginormous in my face, and it said, Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and keep you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Mm -hmm. God, in his providence, knew I needed those words from him right then. That's Isaiah 41.10. And I had written that down on a little Post-it note and stuck it there. there. I had no idea what significance that would mean. No idea. No idea. And then the next day, the other verse he gave me was 1 Peter 5.10. In a morning Bible study that I was doing with a couple of other ladies, this was day eight of a 12-day devotion. Um, it's 1 Peter 5.10. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Amen. So even though my feet had literally been taken out from under me, I was flat on my face, uh, the love of my life was gone. I didn't know what was coming. I didn't know how that was going to look in years to come. We had planned on so much. And that had just been, uh, that had just been taken away, I felt. Uh, But God in his providence knew. He already knew. And he told me, um, the morning after I was I was in the shower, you know, that's the greatest that's the prayer. Best place that's the for, best place for Jesus right there. Yeah. You're literally naked before the Lord. I'm just saying. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. And they, you know, I was I was crying. I was crying out to Jesus and I was just pouring out my heart and the Spirit spoke to me in, in such a clear manner to my to my heart and he said, Donna, my plans for you have not changed. Mm. I knew this was coming, but my plans are for good and not for destruction. Amen. They are good. They are f- to give you a hope and a purpose. Yeah. And that hadn't changed. Mm-mm. It's not what you expected, but my plans for Kevin didn't change either. And I'll continue to use him Absolutely. because he was mine. Mm-hmm. 
but my plans for you are still good. And that was such a pivotal point in my life. It was like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. It's not. It's not what you thought. It's not what I thought. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of tears. There's a lot of screaming at times. You know, it's you go through the whole range of right. emotions. You know, I'm so broken. And then some days I'm kind of mad at him. And, you know. <laughs> Just, it's going to be a real heavy conversation. It's going to be some heaven. words. There's <laughs> going to be some words. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's, all, um, it's all tempered by the fact that God has been so real mm. in my circumstance that it can't be denied. And that's my hope is that anybody else would be able to see that, that they would go, she's not normal because mm, that's, you know, Yes. That's that's not how the world would say you should right. act, but right. I know where my hope lies. And it, just going back to Kevin for a minute, like at his funeral, which was beautiful, um, the, one of the first things the pastor said was that Jesus died a shameful death, but yeah. it didn't make him a bad person. Right. And that's what he said about Kevin. Right. This right. was a a moment decision yes and it It doesn't change who kevin was as a person Mm -hmm. as a man as a christian right hey michael said um don't judge or the the circumstances of a man's death does not define his character yes amen Amen. and that's so and i think people um especially when you are struggling Mm -hmm. with anxiety and depression and things that you can you can get lost in thinking that you're a bad person and and it doesn't define you and that's why we wanted you here so that we can let other people know you need to talk to somebody yes yes talk to somebody yes the enemy loves to whisper little lies yeah loves to whisper little lies and and if we allow those lies to take root it'll 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 consume you. Yes. It will consume you. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to share with us, Donna? You've done an amazing job. Thank you. One more bullet point, and then I'll shh. Bullet point away. I'll shh. That's right. (laughs) So I was, when you asked me to do this, I I went back through my prayer journal um, of the the days after Kevin's passing, and uh, I wrote this on... Uh, March the 19th, which was six days after after this had happened. And um, the the verse is Psalm uh, 3416, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Uh, he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And the little note I made was that every tragedy has a pivotal point that begins restoration when just one, when one, uh, let me reread that. When one just holds on to and believes the phrase, but God. Mm-hmm. So we have to look for and expect restoration because it's promised. Yeah. It's promised. It's, we're not always going to live in, in that. And where we are right now, it's yeah. a journey. That's right. That was beautiful. That reminds me of we, do, we did a Bible study together and it was mm-hmm. Beth Moore. Yes. And she talked about but God, like Beth, like yes, she gave this whole scenario of 
you know, my husband looked at that lady like he's so she's he he might like her and and it was like a whole progression of yeah. but God right but God mm, but yeah. God do you remember that yeah he would he was saying well what would you do yeah what would right. you do what would you do but God well, but God okay yeah. and yeah. you just carry that all the way right. through and where do you find yourself right you uh, think that um, you're destroyed that the enemy intended mm. to not only destroy Kevin but he intended to destroy me and my family family. and the extended family Mm -hmm. and our testimony and our ministries that that we've been involved with and it's been just the opposite because but God has plans for good and even though it looks uh, like it can't get any more evil when the enemy caused that to happen, he just released Kevin. Kevin doesn't have to fight with anxiety or depression anymore. He's he's been released from that, and um, that's you know that's where we live. God is good all the time. All the time, God is still good. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, you're yours and Thank you for story. asking me. Thank you for asking. If you are experiencing symptoms of depression, prolonged sadness, isolation, anger, or frustration, please do not keep this to yourself. Talk to someone and get in touch with someone. You are not alone, and there are people who can help. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline has a 1-800 number that is available 24 hours a day. It's 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Follow us on Instagram at the Hot Flash Podcast and subscribe to our podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. And be sure to join us in two weeks on August 17th for our next episode.